What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in again. This is episode number 31 of the Launch Into Freedom podcast, the show for health and wellness coaches who want to create attention for their business and lasting freedom in the process. I'm your host, Michael Hoffman. I really appreciate you once again uh, for you spending time with me today. I hope you had a fantastic holiday weekend. No matter where you live in Canada, you had Canada Day. In the United States, you had 4th of July. And maybe you were also able to recharge a little bit because we are already through the first half of this year. It's crazy how fast time flies. And I think this time around, end of June, beginning of July, I think it's always a great time to kind of stop and take a step back and reflect on where we stand right now. Am I on track to accomplish the goals that I set for myself for this year that you maybe had in your yearly strategy sessions that you set for yourself? What worked well and, and what didn't? Like all the projects that went down, like what worked out? What was a success? What was maybe a failure? What did I learn from it? And what do I need to do to get back on track if I maybe got sidetracked on some of the other projects and um, suffered from shiny object syndrome? Maybe you found some time over this past weekend, over these past few days to think about these questions and to reflect a little bit and hopefully come up with a game plan to really crush the rest of this year because there is still a lot of time to accomplish your goals. Today, when this episode airs, is Thursday and that means that I have an amazing expert guest again on the show to talk about all things business, marketing and mindset for health and wellness coaches. Before we get started, let me ask you something. When you think back to the beginning of your online business journey, of your health coaching journey, or maybe you're just there, you're just starting out, how many times have you thought, why would people pay me money? Am I actually good enough to help them? And actually, what makes me an expert that people should follow? We talked about imposter syndrome already a lot on this show because I am really passionate about it, especially inside of episode number seven called Do These Three Things to Crush Your Limiting Beliefs. I'm going to link it in the show notes below so you can check it out. And today I am super excited to welcome Sabrina Magnon to the Launch Into Freedom podcast. Sabrina is a holistic health and mindset coach who helps women with a long history of dieting to finally achieve long-term optimal health heal their relationship with food, feel confident in their body and never diet again. And what's super interesting is that Sabrina only started her health coaching business a little over a year ago in the middle of the pandemic. And as you will hear in the interview, like so many of us, Sabrina had zero background in health coaching before she started this journey. In fact, she went to school and studied financial mathematics before taking the leap of faith and starting her own online business. Sabrina in this episode dives deep into her own experiences with imposter syndrome and the necessary mindset shifts she had to go through in order to build the successful business that she has right now. But if you know me and this show, obviously, we didn't really stick to this route for very long and we ended up chatting about Sabrina's step-by-step process, how she finds out what her dream clients are actually struggling with. And that's probably the number one secret on how she grew her business so fast. Then also we're going to talk about how to find and pick the right coaches and mentors for you. A lot of times as new entrepreneurs, we think we need to do and figure out everything ourselves. And 
Sabrina realized very early on that if she wants to accomplish her goals, she needs to find someone who's already where she wants to go. So without further ado, let's roll the theme song and enjoy the interview with Sabrina Manuel. You sometimes wonder how other experts online always almost effortlessly create six-figure launches, although you have way more knowledge, expertise, and grid, and all you hear on your launch day is crickets? In today's fast-paced society, outdated strategies like launch and day will buy don't really work anymore. Attention is the ultimate instrument of power and leverage online. More often than not, it's not the most talented or the hardest worker who stands out. It's the loudest, the one who can create the most attention who wins the game online. We are the agents of change who learn to proven pre-launch strategies used by the biggest companies in the world to build deep connections and create lasting freedom for ourselves and our audiences. My name is Michael Hoffman and you're listening to Launch Into Freedom. Welcome back, everyone, to the Launch Into Freedom podcast. I am super excited today to have with me Sabrina Magnon. She is a holistic health coach and mindset coach. And Sabrina, before we get started, first of all, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, first of all, before we start every interview, I ask my guests one question. What does freedom mean to you? Freedom. Okay. Are we talking in terms of business? Wherever you want to start. So freedom for me means not feeling like you owe someone or something your time or you owe someone you're dependent. Someone is dependent on you. When it comes to business, freedom for me means feeling like you can do anything on your own terms. It really is just about being able to do things on your own terms. Awesome. I, I love that answer. Um, I think that's what freedom is all about. And what's interesting to me um, I learned beforehand that you are actually fairly new to the world of online business. You only started your health coaching business last year. So I was wondering what made you actually start a business, a brand new business inside of a global pandemic? So it kind of was like all the pieces fell together. I always knew I wanted to start health coaching. I never knew I wanted to start doing it online. And about two years ago, I took a year off. I went abroad and that was kind of like my last piece of real freedom, I guess you could say, to travel and kind of get that out of my system. While I was abroad, I was in France and the pandemic hit, which um, brought me back home to Montreal. And I figured, okay, well, this is the time to kind of settle down. No one, there's not much else to do. So I'm going to start my health coaching business. And because of the situation, it, I had to go online. And I am so incredibly thankful that I did because I think that starting a business online really just gives you so much more freedom and autonomy and place to grow. And um, yeah, so it's kind of all the pieces fall together. And I didn't realize how much starting a business was going to take. And it's been a really amazing year to become an entrepreneur. I didn't expect that out of me for sure. <laughs> That's awesome to hear because I feel like a lot of people are on the complete other end of the spectrum and experience like very hard times in the last 18 months. So it's great to hear that there is still possibility out there even in the hardest times to, to start a successful business. So 
Tell us a little bit about your background. Like, why did you decide to become a holistic health coach and mindset coach who kind of focuses on the anti-diet approach? Yeah, um, as most people who do start a business um, realize is that I try to serve clients who are in the same situation that I was a couple of years ago. So I used to be a synchronized swimmer. And when I stopped doing the sport, I really struggled with body image and kind of the whole food world and navigating not being an athlete anymore. And I did what most people did, which was the quick fixes and Googling stuff and trying to um, do all the diets out there to get back the body that I had when I was training 25 plus hours a week, which was ridiculous. And I really struggled for a couple of years of constantly being on different diets and losing my social life because of it and thinking that being in a smaller body would make me happier and just doing diet over diet and made me just more miserable over time. And eventually I kind of got out of that. I went abroad for a summer to Italy and I realized that no one there uses the word diet. No one there talks about calories or carbs. And um, I saw just this whole new way of life, which I didn't even think was possible. So coming back, I realized I'm so much happier now. I'm so much healthier now that I'm not worrying about this stuff all the time. So I decided I need to make this my mission, my goal. I was studying financial mathematics at the time, and I decided it's not for me. It's, that's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to help people to get out of that cycle that I was stuck in. That is amazing that you actually made your own struggles with diet and with the with the concept of dieting um, and turned it into your business. And now you're helping helping other people actually overcome this. And I can somewhat relate to this whole situation because I've been there. I was a professional athlete for 10 plus years. So I know how hard it is to actually make that transition from, okay, you practice twice a day for seven days a week and you have to eat accordingly and it doesn't really matter what you eat because your body's just burning carbs and all of a sudden it's not burning those carbs anymore and you struggle with okay what's happening to my body i i love that that there is like a similar similar background one thing that i was wondering especially for you as a fairly new entrepreneur you didn't have any experience before in the world of entrepreneurship you said you went to school for financial mathematics what were some of the mindset shifts that you had to go through early on in the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey? Because I feel like the shift can be really hard to make from, okay, you have that path that's paved basically for you towards a financial career, and you took the complete other route going entrepreneur. Yeah, so I had major imposter syndrome when I started. Um, because I was always a fairly private person. I've always been into food and fitness. It was always part of my life. Of course, it was extreme when I was dieting, but I never, ever posted about it on social media. I, it was never something that I would spread. And when I first started and decided I was going to be a health coach, I didn't have kind of the registered dietitian title. I had gone through a certification process, but 
I didn't have all of these success stories to build on. And I thought that in order to start a successful business, I had to have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and I had to have this huge following. And it was really, really difficult to realize that people don't really care about the following. They don't care about the titles or the letters beside your name. They care about what transformation you can get them. And I had to work with a few business coaches who kind of drilled that in my brain because it's true. I barely ever had that problem of, of potential clients who were asking me, well, what's your, what's your accreditation or what school did you go to or what are some of your success stories? When you really learn how to speak to your ideal client, that doesn't matter anymore. And that was something that I had to constantly remind myself because it can stop you from actually wanting to start and putting yourself out there. I think that's what a lot of business owners, like new business owners actually struggle with. The imposter syndrome of, okay, who actually am I to charge money or to teach people something to improve their life? I think especially when you work in like the health and wellness space, right? You actually are giving advice on how someone should live their life. So I think this can be this can be really hard. My next question is more like a like an observation that I see with not only health coaches and wellness coaches, but all kinds of entrepreneurs, online marketers, like real estate agents. The biggest fear that they have before they even start is like, will people actually pay me for what I can do? And I know because we are in the same coaching program and I get some insights of how your business is, is doing and your business is doing really well. So what is your take on, on this like false belief, basically? And maybe tell us a little bit about where your business stands right now. Yeah, so this, this false belief that will people pay for, for the transformation? And that was something that I struggled with at first because I thought I'm just going to have a really low ticket program that people are not going to think twice about investing because it's going to be affordable for everyone. And um, working with a business coach, what they made me realize is it's about the value of what they're getting from the transformation. Like think of they have struggled with five, 10, some have struggled with this for 30 years. And every time I would get on these calls with these clients, they would tell me the same thing. It was affecting every single area of their life. It was affecting their relationships and their jobs because when you feel so uncomfortable in your own body and when you're constantly thinking about food and your weight and it's the only thing that's on your mind, it just robs so much mental energy from you. And when you can really get to that pain and how much they are really struggling they are willing to pay that money to get out of that pain. When you can show them the path of here you are at point A and I can take you to point B much easier, much faster than if you were to try to do this on your own. That's what people want. They want something that is convenient and they want something that is going to get them the results as quickly and as simply as possible. I love that because that is something that we always overlook. I think that we just see the time basically and the, the offer that we make and we don't see the pain and the challenges that actually are behind the person that we talk to. 
I want to go off on a tangent here a little bit because you said something like multiple times now that it is really important to just understand your your ideal client, especially when it comes to health, because a lot of times I think we only focus on the superficial stuff where it's like, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to live healthier. Maybe I want to quit smoking. So how did you figure out what your ideal clients are actually struggling with? Like the real problems that they have, not just the stuff that they tell their friends when they go out for a walk. I um, got in conversations with them. And I think that's what everyone needs to do as scary as it is, especially when you're first starting off and you have that imposter syndrome and you don't think that people are going to open up to you. You find, you know, you find where they're hanging out, you find kind of the communities or the groups that they're, they're hanging out in. And then you get in conversations with them. A lot of them, I would just get on the phone with them. And, and when you establish that trust and when you listen more than you talk, they are willing to open up because for a lot of them, they don't get to talk about this stuff with their husband or their friend. This is something that's really deep for them. This is something that they think about every single day. And when you hold that space for them and they know that they can trust you and they know that you're just there to listen and you take notes, of course, then I would hear the same thing over and over again. And I would say that as uh, not that I take pride in this, but more than 60% of the people who get on the phone with me end up in tears by the end of it. And that's because this is something that is really just so deep for them. And when you're able to get that out, you're able to speak to your ideal audience so much clearer. And you're speaking to those, like you said, not the conversations that they have with their friends, but the things that keep them up at night. That's, that's actually great that you said that because you get people to a point where they actually see you as a person they trust um, and not just a person that tries to sell them something, which kind of tears down this first barrier, which brings me to one step back actually, and maybe something more actionable, like how would you go about finding these people and getting these people on the phones because I feel like a lot of times even like especially when we're just starting out when we don't have any social proof like exactly where you were a year ago it can be sometimes really hard to get people on the phone to to reach out to them and say hey do you want to talk about your problems a lot of people probably wouldn't do that with a per, uh, with a person that has no credibility in their eyes yeah, so I can actually kind of give you a step by step, which is what I, I I recommend doing for anyone who's just starting out is you first get really clear on where your ideal audience is hanging out. So if, for example, for me, I work with a lot of chronic dieters, and so they're hanging out in Facebook groups. And I, I looked at the audience and I, I got clear on, okay, I work with women who are between 30 and 50 years old. They're not on Instagram. They're on Facebook. If you're working with, you know, between 20 and 35 years old, then you might have more luck on Instagram. But I got clear Facebook is the place that they hang out in. If you're working with professionals, you might do LinkedIn. Um, so I went on Facebook and then you go in these Facebook groups, whether it's keto groups or intermittent fasting, if you are working with someone who's doing gut health. Then you look into gut health groups, IBS groups, and then you just kind of start network networking. You look at what people are saying, what people are asking. And what you'll notice is that in the comments, 
people are going to give you advice and you're going to get 30 different people giving 30 different pieces of advice. And the person who originally asked that question, they don't want to be more overwhelmed. They want to be heard. And so I would be the first person who, instead of giving them advice, like drink more water or cut your calories, I would ask them more questions. What are your goals? What are you struggling with the most? How long have you been struggling with this? And you can put that in the comments, right? Or you can send them a friend request. Although at first that might be a little bit harder. You want to create that trust with them. And then um, a few back and forth, then you do kind of create that trust. You do establish yourself as the expert. And then you can move that conversation into the um, private messages. But you want to make sure that you get that permission to do that, right? So I could probably give you a few more actionable steps so that you can solve this problem. Do you mind if I send you that, that personal message? Because you don't want to be that spammy person who just shows up in people's direct messages. You, they get enough of those, especially in the health and wellness industry. People are trying to sell you pills and detox programs, and they get those messages a lot. So you stand out from the crowd when you really do show that you care about them. And then same thing, if you do start talking in the messages, you're going to be asking them questions. You're not going to be teaching them. You're not going to be giving them like all of these tips because they are overwhelmed enough. They want to get things off their plate. And then after a few back and forth where you're kind of diagnosing the problem, the same way that if you go see a doctor, you're not walking into the room and then right away getting prescribed medication. You want them to ask questions so that you make sure that whatever you're getting is specific to your problems. And so you kind of do the same thing in the, in the messages. And then you get, you know, do a little bit back and forth. And then the next step is you ask them, okay, I can definitely help you solve this. I can definitely help you with this. Are you open to some advice? If they say yes, then say, okay, awesome. I've got definitely a lot of thoughts on this. But as you can imagine, it would take me 15 messages back and forth to kind of go into it. Would you like to hop on a phone call and we can talk about this deeper and I can give you some more actionable steps to get you going? A lot of them, they will say yes, because they do want to be able to unload. And then, okay, great. Here's my schedule. I've got time tomorrow. You want to give them not too much time. You don't, you don't want to, because a lot of people, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll book a call. And they never really do. So you say, okay, I've got some time tomorrow, 10 a.m. or Thursday, 2 p.m. Which works best for you? 10 a.m. Awesome. You're in my calendar. Here's the link. Or if you want to give them your phone number, they give you theirs. And then you kind of, you put that in there and then you hop on that call. Wow. That is great. Like I love a good step-by-step process. And that is basically, yeah, the blueprint to building those connections and establishing that trust in a very, yeah, it can be it can be tricky to build that trust in the health and wellness market. Um, definitely. And I also like your approach to ask questions instead of talking. I feel like every every sales coach kind of teaches that a lot of times when you're on a sales call, you're not supposed to talk, you have to let the customer talk. But all the time, it sounds very shady when you do that. But I feel like this is the this is the secret to actually understand people better to actually listen to them and asking more questions. 
That was amazing. I loved that step by step, but it was definitely outside of where I wanted to take this interview. <laughs> so I wanted to, to bring it back a little bit because you mentioned a lot of um, multiple times that you had a lot of business coaches already in your entrepreneurial journey. And one thing that always comes to my mind when, when I think about business coaches and, and coaches in general is the mindset piece. And you are a mindset coach. And I feel like we talked about the whole, will people pay me for my services beliefs that people have. So money mindset is a big thing. So how does a health coach kind of overcome this fear of investing in themselves, right? You invested in yourself like very early on. But a lot of times we act from a mindset of scarcity. Um, and we don't want to invest that money because we don't have that money. So how do we build that abundance mindset? So here was the thing that helped me the most when I started was I always came back to this. I put myself on this path. I wanted to become a health coach because I knew that I could help people. That was the biggest thing. And anyone who is hesitant about investing in themselves, there's always that kind of backstory, which is I'm scared that I'm not going to make money off of this. I'm scared that people are not going to pay me. And I always came back to this. There wasn't a plan B for me. I knew that I was going to make it work. And I knew that because I was so passionate and I knew that I could help people. And the only way that I could put myself in front of the right people and I could really start making an impact was to invest because I didn't have a background in marketing. I didn't know anything about the online space. And so if I tried to do this on my own, I could have done it maybe in five or 10 years from now. But I knew that, yes, you have to put in some to get a lot more back and to have an impact. And that was the biggest thing is I knew that I could help people. I just needed to put myself and know how to market myself in the right way. So how did you decide on your business coaches? I think that is, that is a big thing. Like there are so many out there. How do you find the right one for you? Um, so yeah, I've had three. The, the first one, it's funny. I invested in her because I wasn't even looking for a business coach when she found me through Facebook ads, actually. And it's funny because I went from not knowing who she was to paying thousands of dollars within 48 hours. And I'm not someone who's like gullible or kind of falls for shiny objects. So I knew because she had such a like sleek funnel I knew that if she was able to get me to go from not knowing who she was to trusting her enough with thousands of dollars, if she could teach me the same thing, then I could do the same thing for my clients. And that was the biggest thing. I looked at her and I was like, oh, she really, I don't want to say she got me, but she, her, her business strategy and her Facebook ads were so good that I knew if I could learn to do the same thing, which obviously she was going to teach me how to do, then I could help my clients in the same way. Nice, nice. I feel like that's always, always go for the coaches that actually do what they preach um, and not just the shiny objects, as you said. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I think there are a lot of gold nuggets for all the health coaches out there who actually want to start a business and kind of overcome those initial roadblocks that you have with like, 
money mindset, fear of investing in yourself, um, imposter syndrome, and also market research, like kind of understanding who your dream client is. So Sabrina, to, to wrap things up, is there anything you want to share and where can find out people more about you, maybe even work with you or connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So they can find me at uh, sabrinamanya.com. I am um, in the process of taking on health coaches to kind of show them the way of how I started my business and take them through the same process because, you know, I never thought that I would be able to grow this much in a year. So um, if anyone wants to find me, they can contact me at sabrinamanyal.com or um, they can email me at coaching at sabrinamanyal.com as well. Awesome. And obviously, as always, I will link all of that stuff in the show notes below so you can easily find it for this episode. Sabrina, thank you so much again for hopping on to this episode. I think a lot of the listeners got a lot of value out of this conversation. And yeah. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Yeah, thank you. It was so much fun. 